the bug is mostly dead, with the mushroom on its back having become the main body. If the mushroom comes off, the bug stops moving. Mushroom lacking specimen of this Pokemon lie unmoving in the forest, leading credence to the hypothesis that the large mushroom is in control of its actions. Hey everyone, this is another episode of Dragon Dance, a Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Santiago. If you're new to this series, welcome. This is a podcast where I go over all 144 type combinations currently used throughout the Pokemon franchise. I go over when they first appeared, all the Pokemon with said type combination, and any fun facts and information about said Pokemon. I also go over any information about what they brought to the competitive side of things. I want to take the time to thank everybody who listened to my past two episodes. I've started getting some fan interaction on my socials, and they've all been very pleasant, so thank you guys so much. Anyways, on with the show. Like I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, today I'll be covering the bug grass slash grass bug combination. Unlike last time, I didn't really have a reason for picking the type combo as the next one. I just picked one at random. But if you have any suggestions, please feel free to reach out to me, and I'll cover your favorite type combo. All right, bug grass. Um, yikes. So I can tell you right now, it's not as impressive as our previous type combination of water fairy. But let's. But there are a few redeeming qualities that it has. So let's start with the positives. Bug grass resists the following typings: electric, water, grass, fighting ground, and that's it. <laughs> Just five types in total. However, it does have a one-fourth resistance to both grass and ground. This just means as a standalone typing, grass and bugs both resist grass and ground, so when paired together, instead of taking one-half damage, it takes one-fourth damage. Alright, so weaknesses. Bug grass is weak to the following typings. Fire, ice, poison, Flying, Rock, and Buck. They do, however, have a four times weakness to Fire and Flighting. You know, I feel really bad for these guys. Uh, in fact, I feel bad for the Bug types in general. As a solo typing, they're not atrocious. They have fewer weaknesses than Grass. But Bug types usually have lower stats compared to other typings. And on top of these stats, they're not very bulky. But you know what I should do? I think I'm going to make a bonus episode at some point about this. It won't be on any type combo, it'll just be a rant about certain typings, like the bug type. So yeah, I think I'll work on that and bring it into the near future. Alright, I'm getting off topic. So, the bug grass combination can hit the following types for super effective damage. Rock, ground, water, grass, psychic, and dark. And who was the first Pokemon with this typing? It's none other than Paris and Parasect. These two Pokemon were first introduced to us in Generation 1. If you played Pokemon Legends Arceus, you might be familiar with how incredibly aggressive these two things were in the overworld. I remember trying to sneak up on a shiny or something rare 
only for me to be attacked or chased by these things. That game was crazy. I really thought that they buffed Paris and Parasect in that game, but nah, their stats stayed the same. Their name is derived from a combination of Parasite and Insect, and its dex entry categorizes them as both the Mushroom Pokemon. Fun fact, the Brelum line and the Amoongus line are also categorized as the Mushroom Pokemon in the decks. All three of them share the grass type and an additional typing to represent the diversity amongst mushrooms. My only gripe with this is that mushrooms aren't actually plants. They're their own category of organisms known as fungi. Insert fungi joke. Unlike plants, fungi don't have chloroplast. Chloroplast are organelles within plant cells that convert energy from the sun or other sources of light to biochemical energies through a process known as photosynthesis. That's why a lot of grass types have the move synthesis, which restores a Pokemon's HP. But mushrooms don't have that. They're not synthesizers, they're decomposers. Fungi get their nutrients by releasing digestive enzymes into the environment and breaking down nearby organic material into biochemical compounds that it can use as a source of food. And I'm really sorry if I'm getting into uh, deeper scientific stuff. I have a degree in human bio and physiology. And even though plant bio isn't my specialty, I still had to take a few classes where I learned the differences between plants and fungi. But anyways, that's not why you're here. You came to listen about Pokemon, not plant bio. So let's get back to the Parasect line. Like I mentioned earlier, these two mons first appeared in Generation 1. Paris and Parasect's inspiration and Pokemon lore are a bit dark. The actual bug portion of this Pokemon is based on a combination of Cincada nymphs and ants. It's an orange bug with big eyes and a vertical mouth opening with lots of teeth, and the mushroom on its back is inspired by a particular mushroom that grows at high elevations in the Himalayan region. So it's common in parts of China and Nepal, and it can apparently be used in the real world as a form of medicinal remedy in Chinese culture. The Pokedex does give me the name for the mushroom, but I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I already know I'm going to butcher it. This mushroom is an endoparasitoid. Uh, this means that the fungi grows inside the host and eventually sprouts out of the body. Paris is an orange bug with two small mushrooms poking out of its thorax. Its evolved form Parasect only has one mushroom, but this mushroom is very large and has overtaken most of its body, only leaving its legs, head, and eyes visible to the outside world. What's creepy about this Pokemon is that its eyes are pure white, no pupils or anything, leading us to believe that the bug is actually dead and the fun guy is what's controlling the body a la Last of Us style. This, re- this has real world tie-ins. Of course, it's not to the extent that was shown of us in The Last of Us. That's, there's currently no fun guy that can take over a human and turn them into murderous zombies, yet at least. I could see it happening, just saying. But there are some fungi that are parasitic that do take over a host body and can alter the behavior of said host to benefit the fungi, such as gathering nutrients or spreading its spores for reproduction. The mushroom on top of Parasect has completely taken over its mind and body, and the Pokedex entry states that if the mushroom comes off the main body, the bug, starts mo- the bug stops moving. Uh, 
that's a little dark. But it'd be cool if in the future it got some evolution where the mushroom is gone and the evolution of Parasect got the bug ghost typing. All right, so abilities. Paris and Parasect have the same abilities. Its standard abilities are Effect Spore and Dry Skin, while its hidden ability is Damp. Let's start with Damp. This ability only affects, is only in effect when the user is on the field. What it does is that it prevents explosion, types mo explosion type moves from being used. This includes self-destruct, explosion, mind blown, and misty explosion. Aside from that, it doesn't really have any other added effects. Next up is effect spore. Whenever the user is hit with a contact move, there is a 10% chance that the attacker can either be put to sleep, paralyzed, or poisoned. Each one of these effects has an equal chance of occurring, but it is at random. And the last ability, Dry Skin, is probably its most useful one. Dry Skin allows the user to regain HP if they're in the rain or hit by a water type attack. If they're in the rain, they regain one eighth of their HP, and if hit by a water type move, up to one fourth of its maximum HP. When they're hit by a water type attack, Instead of taking damage, they just regain HP, so they're essentially immune to water. So this Pokemon could really work well on rain teams. However, this is a double-edged sword of an ability. If they're in the sunny weather, they do lose one-eighth of their HP, and fire-type attacks have an increased 25% more damage onto these mons. And to be honest, with these stats that it has, these two weren't really going to be surviving any fire-type attacks anyways. So, that does it for Paris and Parasect. On to the next one. The next bug grass type is Wormadam. This is an interesting one. Its pre-evolution, Burmy, is a pure bug type, and it has three different forms. Plant Cloak, Sandy Cloak, and Trash Cloak. If it's a female and it evolves, depending on the cloak, it will gain a secondary typing. The one we'll focus on today is Plant Cloak Wormadam. If it's a male, Burmy will evolve into Mothem, but we'll talk about him in a different episode. So, Wormadam, its dex entry has it under the Bagworm Pokemon. And I'm not going to lie, I had no idea what a Bagworm was until I did some research for this episode. These things are wild. Unlike the name suggests, they're not really worms, they're actually caterpillars. They spend most of their young lives living in their bags that they make out of silk and what's ever around, like plant material, sand, and even trash. Anyways, so once they reach a certain level of maturity, they close up their bag and undergo metamorphosis. The males emerge from the cocoon as a flying moth, but the females don't. They've matured and are moth-like, but they remain in their bags, waiting for a male moth to come by and continue the cycle. So that's why, in the Pokemon series, all Wormadams are females and have the different style cloaks, while all Mothams are male. Pretty neat, right? So, Wormadam has two abilities. Its normal ability is Anticipation, while its hidden ability is Overcoat. When a Mon with Anticipation is sent out to the field, it will shudder, indicating that the opposing Pokemon has a super effective damaging move against it. This could be useful when trying to scope out what type of move your opponent has, 
But since Grass Cloak Wormadam has a lot of weaknesses, it's a little hard to scope out what it is since it doesn't tell you what the super effective damaging move is or what type it is. Overcoat offers the user protection from damaging weather, damaging weather conditions and powder or spore moves. This means that the user won't take any damage from sandstorm or hail, but as of generation 9, hail has switched to snow and is no longer a damaging weather condition. So overcoat only really protects the user from sandstorm now. And it can also protect the user from some of the moves like sleep powder, poison powder, stun spore, spore, and rage powder. But all grass types are already immune to sleep powder, stun spore, and spore. So overcoat on grass cloak Romadam isn't all that great. So on to the next one. Our next bug grass Pokemon comes to us in the form of the whole evolutionary family. They're Swaddle, Swadloon, and Levani. This bug grass, uh, this bug grass family first appeared in Generation Five and are known as the Sewing Pokemon, the Leaf Wrap Pokemon, and the Nurturing Pokemon, respectively. I do have to say that Swaddle is one of the most adorable bug type Pokemon. I know there are a lot of Snom stands out there. But in my personal opinion, I think Swaddle is the cutest bug. Swaddle is based on caterpillars and weaver ant larvas. Some caterpillars use their silk to wrap themselves in leaves as a form of camouflage. And once they've matured enough, they use those leaves as part of its chrysalis. Swaddle's name origin comes from a combination of so and waddle, indicating that it uses itself silk to sew its leaf wrap and waddle, which is how some babies walk. It can also be inspired by swaddle, which is when a baby is wrapped in blankets or other cloths. And that's what swaddle is. It's a baby. Swaddle evolves into Swadloon starting at level 20. Swadloon looks similar to swaddle in the fact that it's also bundled up in leaves. It uses its leaves as a form of camouflage and as its cocoon. But other than that, it doesn't look as cute as Swaddle. It looks kind of like a grumpy teenager. And according to some sources, that's what it was intended to look like. It was intended to look like a cartoony version of a recluse living under a pile of blankets. Its name is a combination of Swaddle and Cocoon. And it evolves into its final stage once its friendship is at a high enough level, insinuating that with enough love and attention, this grumpy recluse can come out of its shell and become the strong Levani. That was a lot of cool hidden details that was put into this line, and something that always makes me wonder how much time the game developers spent on creating lore for each Pokemon. Anyways, Levani. This is the final stage of this line, and even though it's based on Weaver Ants, it also draws inspiration on mantises. It's a bipedal Pokemon with arms that look like sharp leaf blades. I will say that stat total wise, it's not too bad. This with its highest atta- with its highest stat being its physical attack. Its name is a combination of leaves and nanny due to the fact that one, its clothes are made out of leaves, and two, this Pokemon is shown to have a more tender maternal slash paternal side. It cares for its young and other young Pokemon, and has been shown crafting clothes 
out of leaves for not only its young, but other small Pokemon as well. Like its Pokedex entry states, it's just a nurturing Pokemon. The abilities for this line are Swarm, Chlorophyll, and Leaf Guard, with its hidden ability being Overcoat. I already talked about what Overcoat does for Wormadam, so I won't be going over, I won't be going, going over it again. It's not a great ability on this line due to what it can already resist. Swarm boosts the power of damaging bug type moves by 50% if the user is at one third of its health or less. I will mention that Swarm is the is only an ability for Swaddle and Levani. Upon evolving into Swadloon, this ability is swapped out, swapped out for Leaf Guard. But both Chlorophyll and Overcrow is shared by all three. Speaking of Leaf Guard, this ability protects the user from getting a status condition such as sleep or burn only when the sun is up. And, last but not least, Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll doubles the user's speed when the sun is up. This is arguably, arguably the line's best ability. Levani's speed is decent, but under the sun, this thing can outspeed some naturally fast and powerful opponents, giving you the edge you might need to apply pressure to your opponents. Speaking of which, it's competitive time. As of right now, these six Pokemon are the only ones with the bug grass or grass bug combination. So, how do they do competitively? Um, so, you know how I mentioned earlier that this really wasn't one of the best combos? Yeah, the only known use of any of these Pokemon in a VGC World Championship team was in 2010 when someone from the Seniors Division came in 5th place with a Parasect on their team. Good job, Parasect. Represent! Anyways, so that does it for today. Uh, there's no more Pokemon with the Bug Grass type, so hopefully we get some in the future, in a future game. So thank you all for listening to another episode of Dragon Dance. I appreciate, I appreciate you all for taking the time to listen to this nerdy kid talk about Pokemon. I'm your host, Santiago. And you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram under the same username, at the Aztec Dragon. I'd also like to announce that all episodes in the future will be coming out every two weeks on Fridays. Fridays for this podcast will now be known as Fusion Friday, just because I like alliterations and because one of my favorite coffee shops in this area also has Fusion Fridays, where they have drink specials on Fridays. But I don't think you really care about that, so we'll just leave it at that. Thank you all again, and I'll catch you on the next one as I talk about the fire rock combination. Later. <laughs>